I'm Robert Colangelo, and this is GreenSense, where we bring you eco-innovations that are changing your world. My guest this week is Brian Urbanchesky, Director of Environmental Health at Respiratory Health Association of Metropolitan Chicago. We'll discuss a campaign they're undertaking to transform gas-powered vehicles into electric power, making Illinois a leader in this field. Brian, welcome back to GreenSense. Nice to be here with you, Robert. Well, it's always nice to talk to you, and I enjoyed our last conversation. But to just recap for our listeners, your organization, the Respiratory Health Association, is a charitable organization established in 1906, that was a long time ago, to address public health issues such as asthma, COPD, lung cancer, tobacco control, and air quality. Anything else you'd like to add to that description? Nope, that kind of covers it. We're, we're all about um, making sure that... Um... We're reducing lung disease, and we're making sure that the air gets cleaner every day. And you're a nonpartisan, fact-based organization. Correct. We're just a regular uh, garden variety 501c3 nonprofit. And you're the good guys. You're trying to protect our lungs from dirty air. So uh, explain your role and responsibilities at the organization. Well, sure. I'm, I am uh, the director of environmental health programs. So I am basically uh, the air pollution policy person at my organization. So I work with um, you know, public officials at all levels from uh, local to state to federal uh, to get them to um, support good public policy that helps uh, clean up the air and stops bad policy in its tracks so we don't see more pollution in people's lungs. What do you like best about your job? It's a challenge um, because there, there's always uh, there's always work to do. Um, you know, I could say like you know I, I started in this job over 20 years ago, and the the progress we've seen is just amazing. But unfortunately, there's still a long way to go. Um, you know, EPA is still looking at the science and saying, you know, we're finding uh, health problems we didn't really associate with air pollution before, and we're finding those uh, health problems at uh, in areas where people are breathing less pollution than we thought was dangerous. Uh, so the more we study air pollution, the more the more dangerous we find out it is and uh, the, the more the need is there for these policy uh, changes to make sure that we reduce people's exposure to air pollution. Well, one issue that must come up is COVID. You know, COVID is a there's a lot of respiratory impact from that. A virus. Uh, is there anything you do with COVID and respiratory issues? Well, we're supporting public health uh, agencies in general that urge people to get their shots, get their booster shots for COVID. Um, it, you know, while we are not, nowhere near uh, the panic level we were at, uh, you know, several months back or a year and a half back, it's still significant. It's still uh, affecting a lot of people. And unfortunately, people aren't getting the shots as as often as they used to. And so it's spreading. And uh, we're also so we're seeing people still winding up in the hospital, people still dying in large numbers from COVID. And on top of that, it's going to be a bad flu season. And there's also another virus out there, RSV, which is affecting children uh, and filling up hospital rooms and pediatric uh, hospital units. So, um, you know, we urge people to do what they can to to make sure that they get those um, those booster shots so that they don't get the COVID disease and they don't spread it to other people. As you said, the challenges never end for you. So we're glad to have someone like you looking out for our best interests. So let's get into the issue today. Uh, your organization is launching a campaign 
to make Illinois uh, leadership a leader in EVs, uh, electric vehicles. You deal with health issues. Why are you uh, behind this campaign? Why is your organization behind a campaign to make Illinois a leader in EVs? Well, last time we talked, uh, we talked some about the health threats that are out there, like ozone and fine particulate matter uh, that are you know endemic in the Chicago metropolitan region. Um, and we didn't really get a chance to talk about solutions too much. Uh, and so that's where I thought we would go with this this week. Um, and when you look at you know where air pollution comes from, uh, I mean, when you burn fossil fuels, uh, coal, natural gas, oil, um, you know, you're going to be creating greenhouse gases, which are slowly cooking the planet. And you're also producing a lot of local air pollutants that have a more direct impact on people's lungs, hearts, brains, uh, you know, that can make people sick, send people to the hospital and kill people. Um, and so looking at, you know, where are the sources of um, those uh, harmful gases and particles that we're talking about, um, you know, yeah, you look at the economy and, uh, over years, we've looked at uh, power plants and we've said coal power plants are bad. We need to phase out coal power plants. And that's actually working. That's that's happening right now um, because of our push on clean energy and because clean energy is getting cheaper. Solar and wind are getting cheaper over time. It, it's starting to, you know, basically make coal and coal generated electricity too expensive. Um, so we're, we we started to, to try to chip away at one big source of air pollution. But at the same time, uh, over the last several years, uh, transportation uh, emissions have grown. And transportation emissions are now, so vehicle emissions, are now the number one source of air pollution. Um, and that's why we're focusing on trying to move uh, the transportation sector to a, a, a transportation electrification, getting more electric vehicles out there of all kinds, cars, uh, pickup trucks, SUVs, but also some of the larger vehicles. I mean, we're talking, you know, big delivery trucks, school buses, semi trucks, um, and so, you know, potentially even things like uh, locomotives and airplanes are are so, somewhere so down the road. So let's get into that in a second. Uh, so just to uh, recap, you're taking a one-two punch here. Is one looking at the source of electric power production, trying to clean that up, and also looking at the cars on the road and trying to get them clean. I, I like that approach and it makes lots of sense. Yeah, it's the, the funny thing is when you think about vehicles that run on petroleum, you know, diesel or gasoline, um, they emit air pollution. And the cleanest time they're ever going to be, or the, the cleanest they're ever going to be is when they roll off the factory floor. Um, after they start operating, parts start to wear out, pollution controls start to wear away, start to wear down. And over time, um, anything that's running on, you know, gasoline or diesel gets dirtier every day it runs. Um, but when you think about electric vehicles, they actually get cleaner every day going forward because um, you're not emitting anything from the tailpipe and the pollution that it's contributing to the atmosphere is coming from where the power is generated. Um, so as we phase out coal and natural gas and the use of fossil fuels to make electricity, which produces a lot of air pollution, and we get more and more of our power from you know, non-emitting sources, zero emission, solar, wind, the vehicles that are charging off of that power are essentially getting cleaner every day going forward. So let's get into your campaign. And that is to hold the next Illinois governor accountable, regardless of party, 
uh, towards implementing and transforming vehicles. And we'll get into what type from gas to EVs. So what kind of vehicles are we talking about? Well, when we're talking about vehicles here, we're largely talking about medium and heavy duty vehicles. So we're talking about everything from say, sort of a a UPS uh, uh, delivery van or an Amazon delivery van or a very large uh, pickup truck that a construction company would be operating all the way up to the largest semi uh, tractor trailers that we're seeing on our roads every day. Um, Those are largely diesel um, powered. And when you look at the number of vehicles, um, they're only about 7% of the vehicles on the road. Most of it's cars. So, so these medium and heavy duty vehicles are generally about 7% of what's out there. Um, but when you look at the pollution that they put out, especially at the local level, it's kind of shocking. Um, it's you know about 36% of the greenhouse gases wow. are just <laughs> from that 7%. And when you start to look at nitrogen oxides, which are a major uh, cause of smog pollution, we're talking 67%. Um, And when you look at that fine diesel soot, that fine particulate matter, that 7% produces 59% of that particulate matter. So um, we decided that that's kind of where the bang for the buck is in terms of health benefits and also a huge greenhouse benefit. Um, And the technology is ripened. Electric cars have been around for about 10 years now, and you're, you're starting to see more and more of them on the road. Um, diesel trucks, um, we're a little bit behind that curve. And so it's only like in the last couple of three, four years that you started to see commercial electric large vehicles. But that's what we want to get more of on the roads. And we want to accelerate that by getting the next governor to sign on to a it's a. Um, memorandum of understanding that 17 other states have signed on to that would commit the state to get 30% of new electric, new medium and heavy duty vehicles sold in Illinois to be zero emission by 2030. So almost a third of new vehicles sold would have to be electric by 2030 in Illinois. And we would aim for 100% of sales being zero emission by 2050. Um, and again, 17 other states have um, signed on to that promise, and several of them have already started getting the uh, infrastructure in place, the rules in their state to make this happen. Um, and I think at this point, six states have already adopted this as a requirement. And just last week, North Carolina said that uh, they're going to start doing their rule. So that will make them the seventh one to do it. Well, that's pretty impressive uh, data, and uh, that was a good statistic about the the amount of uh, diesel-operated vehicles and the amount of greenhouse gases they produce. Um, what are the benefits to human health and the environment from uh, this change occurring? Well, one of the things that's also kind of endemic to diesel is where it's at and where you find it. Um, and right now, we have a we've seen a huge boom in warehousing over the last couple of years, um, and that's driven by truck traffic, um, you know, that or that goes hand in hand with truck traffic. And a lot of that freight um, development has been going into lower income, largely minority neighborhoods and communities, uh, not only in Chicago, but around the country. And so you're starting to see some of the most vulnerable communities that, you know, already are facing a high number of medical risks. 
being put in a position where they're um, being exposed to higher amounts of diesel uh, emissions as well. So it's uh, putting the, the sickest people in the worst possible circumstances. And so that that adds some um, urgency to this to make sure that you know we're we're making sure that those people should be getting the cleanest air because they're this often the sickest communities. Um, and you know, moving forward with this, it's it's not something that's a burden that's that's borne uh, equally uh, among all communities. Certain communities are really taking the brunt here, and so um, that that's where you see the highest um, you know asthma numbers. That's where you see very high chronic obstructive pulmonary disease numbers, and, and other uh, chronic diseases like diabetes, heart disease as well. Um, and those emissions, those fine particles, and the nitrogen oxides that come out of the tailpipe are a direct cause of um, making those people more sick, putting more more of them in the hospital, and unfortunately killing more of them. So Brian, does your organization have any data that quantifies this either in uh, life saved, um, maybe dollars of medical cost saved? Uh, do you have any, any way to estimate the size of the market from protecting the human health and the environment from this action? Well, we, we put out a report earlier this year that try to at least take a scope of like what what is the damage from diesel exhaust out there you know what what is the what are the numbers in Illinois and uh, working with a group called the Clean Air Task Force which has been around for over 20 years um, uh, the the numbers we have say that you know in 2023 you're going to see about 416 people die in Illinois because of breathing diesel exhaust you're going to see about 5,000 asthma attacks. Uh, and you're going to see about an extra 200 heart attacks. Again, this is just from breathing the air. Um, and when you look at, um, you know, like how, how, how will this policy uh, affect that? Obviously, obviously it's going to make it, uh, you know, those, those numbers smaller, the more electric vehicles we get on the road and the more diesel vehicles we displace. Um, but um I think um, the Natural Resources Defense Council and the Union of Concerned Scientists tried to look at like what the actual benefits would be through 2050. So if we get to that point where, you know, we're seeing, uh, you know, we start to see it 100% finally of trucks and buses being electric zero emission vehicles starting in 2050, um, they found that the Working up to that, the cumulative benefits would be over $22.7 billion in Illinois. Is Lots that economic that is, building, uh, benefits from creating a new industry or, or the amount of health savings? Most of it is from the health savings, but that does include things like um, growing businesses, lower, lowering electricity costs for consumers as well. Um, this sounds fantastic. Uh, I know that... <coughs> You know, we're in such a divisive political climate, whether we have a Republican or Democratic uh, a governor that's elected, uh, why would they be against this? I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> you make a compelling uh, you know, I, uh, environmental and economic argument. Th this is something I think that's, you know, the 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 world has really turned um, towards electric vehicles over the last two, three years. We're starting to see an acceleration in the market. We're starting to see, um, you know, not only the health benefits I'm talking about here by getting these on the road, but, you know, someone has to build them. Uh, someone has to build the batteries. And 
uh, you're seeing multi-billion dollar uh, deals being struck for new electric vehicle factories, for new battery factories throughout the Midwest. Um, so I think, you know, obviously there's a human health aspect to this here. Uh, and that's my concern. But I think there's a uh, people are starting to see that this is it's much more than health it's it's also about our future economy it's about future jobs for people um and well let's you know, let's bring it home to that issue uh, you're not alone in your efforts to make illinois a leader in evs the private sector has also recognized a great business opportunity uh, we have two companies in illinois uh, uh one is lion electric facility in joliet which makes ev school buses which is right up the alley on what you're talking about we also had them on the show when they did their first test drive, oh, maybe almost a year ago. And then we have the Rivian plant, who is uh, really the darling of electric pickup trucks in central Illinois. Uh, they make EVs, uh, uh, SUVs, and pickup trucks. How do they fit into your campaign? Well, very well. Um, Lion is interesting because they're they're most famous for the the electric yellow school bus that they're going to be making in Joliet. And I think the factory's built, um, it's tooled, and I think they're starting to hire people on. So they should be producing school buses very soon at that location, just just at the south end of Joliet. They but promised a us very... a test drive. Oh yeah, it's a, <laughs> but it's a but it's a very big facility that they're building, and it's it's going to be a combined truck and bus construction facility is the way it's been portrayed. They're starting with school buses, but they in intend to expand this over the years to build electric trucks. And they're already building electric trucks in Canada, not semis, but sort of really big box trucks that you would see, you know, um, e either as a you know moving truck or a delivery vehicle uh, that can haul huge amounts of freight. So we're interested in seeing, you know, them develop that and start to construct electric trucks here in Illinois at that same facility. And when you look at Rivian, um, yes, they're famous for their pickup trucks and the SUVs, and they're very snazzy looking vehicles. Um, but that factory uh, is also slated to pro uh, produce 100,000 electric powered Amazon delivery vehicles. Um, Amazon's a big investor in that company, and they, they put that investment in there several years back with the expectation that they would get 100,000 of these vehicles produced that would be used all over the country. And that's a medium duty uh, vehicle. So that's one of these larger vehicles that we're talking about when we're talking about the MOU and the commitments to get more of those electric vehicles on the road uh, and making sure that they're sold here in Illinois. Brian, in closing, this has been very uh, informative. What do you want our listeners to know and to do? Well, I think, you know, we're going to be, um, th this is a long-term challenge and whoever's the next governor is going to have to uh, decide where Illinois is going to go. Are we going to be a leader in electric vehicles or are we going to let that that bus pass us by and, we're, you know, we're going to do the slow walk here. Um, you know, we have to decide if we're looking at, you know, protecting the, the health of the most vulnerable communities in our state, the most vulnerable people, the most vulnerable children, or if we're going to ignore that problem, um, I you know I think this is a a an excellent chance for the next governor, whoever that may be, after next week, um, you know, to show leadership and saying that Illinois is going to be a leader in this field, um, and that we're going to grow the economy, we're going to make people healthier, and we're going to be a world leader in electric vehicles. Brian, what's your website so people could learn more? www.resphealth.org 
R-E-S-P-H-E-A-L-T-H-O-R-G. Brian, I really appreciated you being on the show. You're, you're always a wealth of information and you're doing great work out there that's protecting all of us. So uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you. That's Brian Urbanchesky, Director of Environmental Health at Respiratory Health Association of Metropolitan Chicago, talking about a campaign to make Illinois a leader in electric vehicle manufacturing. Green Sense is an independent radio show. We rely on sponsorship and listener support to produce high quality audio broadcasts that can promote innovators with sustainable solutions. If you're interested in sponsoring the show, visit the greensensefarms.com website to learn more. I'm Robert Colangelo. Thank you for listening to Green Sense and check out the Green Sense Minute every Thursday and Saturday on 105.9 FM, WBBM Chicago.